0: Homemade crumbs are going to taste better. You'll save money. Don't, don't, don't need crumbs. Let's make breadcrumbs. It was interesting in your book. You mentioned that Hogan was, a, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but this could be a, this could be wrong. But we're saying the tournaments themselves are anticlimactic and. Or the work to get there—that's the satisfying thing, and it's—it's it's absolutely that's right, high, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and 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 it's again—it's you know we don't live in an Ayn Rand novel. There are practical realities of life. Like you got to pay the bills, and it costs. I I understand that. So, but but you, the one thing about golf is golf is very sensitive to people who don't play it for the right reasons. When your why gets off, uh, and there's uh, so much evidence for this. Oh, cuz what happens think of it this way if your goal in in golf is to impress somebody right it's not about golf it's not about playing the game it's about making an impression on a on a person okay so let's say you go out in the first hole and you play badly you make a double bogey or a triple bogey what emotion are you likely to feel if your goal is to impress someone and you make a triple bogey what's your emotion going to be pretty pissed off I feel pretty shitty embarrassed as well yeah embarrassed yeah, yeah. yeah. embarrassed yeah. right Embarrass and angst. So let's talk about anger and embarrassment, uh, which on our profile are two of the bad reactions, embarrassment being the worst. So when you feel embarrassed, there's a part of your brain called the amygdala. And when you think of the amygdala, it's a psychological throw switch. It's like a fire alarm that if you pull it, it's going to shut down. If you pull a fire alarm in a building, it shuts down the electricity. It shuts down the building. Everything shuts down. That's how embarrassment is in the brain. If you're embarrassed to talk to a, to a pretty girl, like you can't even articulate words. If you're embarrassed to speak in front of a crowd, at any time embarrassed enters itself into the brain, you cannot do a simple task. And golf is the same way. There's no such thing as a golf swing good enough that a golfer can execute it regularly with the fear of embarrassment. So ego golf, right, the why, leads to the reaction of embarrassment which leads to the amygdala firing, which creates a physiological arousal, which kills your golf swing. And so you realize the way the dominoes fall, that the why sets off a series of events that you're either going to be a fearless golfer, or you're going to play tentative golf with a lot of self-doubt because you're afraid of what people are going to think of you. So going back to the Justin Rose story, really hundreds of golfers that I've worked with, once we get our why lined up, Results happen pretty quickly. Justin Rose won, so nine years with no wins. He won twenty-one days after the first time we met, and then he won ten days after that again. You know, mm-hmm. once we got his Y lined up, and that's happened fifty times. You know, fifty professional wins for the golfers I've worked with, and a lot of it begins with getting that Y lined up in the mastery golf. And is that a a tip or or some kind of practical method you could maybe you know, give our, our our listeners in terms of how how they can go about discovering their why do you think um you know sort of journaling or or just trying to write themselves a kind of essay of sorts to try and figure out why they why they play the game something as simple as that can actually lead you down that that path of self discovery that allow you to align these things better yeah and I, I write about that both but about about that in both fearless golf and golf flow. Um, but it's different for everybody, but so long as you, all you have to do is really understand the difference, right, of mastery versus ego. Yeah, I got to tell you that the, the old saying, um, uh, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, when you live your life, um, uh, seeking the approval of others, like, the the, 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 that's a, a killer to happiness because, and think of, think of like Hollywood people, people in Hollywood who start to believe their own press, right? And all of a sudden you're attaching your well being to the opinion of other people. So you have these people who are rich and they're famous and they're beautiful people and they're largely depressed, oftentimes suicidal um, and, you know, abusing a lot of drugs. And you wonder how could somebody have beauty, fame, wealth and be miserable and depressed? Well, because they, they exchange their love of performing for the need of approval. And then when you do that, you're a prisoner and then all of a sudden a critic says something bad about you and all of a sudden you're miserable. I, I won't tell you the name of the golfer. I'll tell you there's a, there's a golfer who um, I was talking for our first conversation and I said, hey, listen, you are, you know, you've won this many majors and you, you're, you're, this is the profile of your life. Scale of one to 10, how happy are you? And he said, ah, I would say a six. I said, a A six? If you're a six, then what am I supposed to be? Like, which what are, What are the rest of us supposed to be? You're a decorated major champion. You, you know, you've got this this life. Like, if you're a six, there's no hope for anybody else. But you realize when people need the approval and their and the uh, idolatry of other people, like that's a hell from which nobody can escape. So you just you got to man We everyone really has to manage the degree to which they're they're willing to let their happiness be determined by you know what what other people think of them, and it's especially true in gold